0: Today, we're going to talk about what I call mirror match magnetism. And basically what this is, is you act the way that somebody else acts in order to get them on board with you. Now, this has been huge for me in my life, and let me tell you why. When you build a deep connection with somebody, it builds trust, and then you can work with them. As a nurse, this is critical for me, especially, say, with a hospice patient. If I have someone who's passing away, I need to be able to build a connection with that person and help them prepare for their own death. I have information, knowledge, experience, and wisdom to help them. But that doesn't matter because you've heard this before. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So if you go into that room, and what I do is I go into that room, and I show them I care. I build an immediate deep connection. I show them clearly that I care. And as soon as they know that I care, they care what I have to say. That's why these things matter. That's why these tools and tricks are so helpful in getting people on board so that then I'm able to help them and you can do the same thing. With mirror match magnetism, another name for this is the chameleon pole, which I'll explain When we get through it, first of all, you want to match their body language. And guys, it doesn't matter if you're a hospice nurse or what else. You can do this with your spouse. You can do this with your own children. I've used these skills with my foster kids and made amazing difference and was able to teach them things that they wouldn't have listened to me otherwise had I not built the connection first. When sitting down with someone or standing with someone, be aware of their body language and match it. What I mean is they're going to stand with you or sit with you in a way that is comfortable for you, for them automatically. Nobody goes into a situation, in a strange situation with new people and puts themselves in an uncomfortable position or situation unless they have a reason. So when you start interacting with someone, they're automatically going to default to whatever makes them feel comfortable, whatever body language, whatever voice tone, even whatever thought patterns that are going to slip them into a relative comfort zone. Because you know it can be very awkward interacting with a new person, even if it's not a new person. Most of us, almost all of us, have a level of social anxiety on some level. So when you meet somebody else, remember that they are already anxious about interacting with you. Even if it's not overwhelming, there's something in their head that goes, ooh, new person, kind of scary, guards up right? So in order to get that guard down, one of the best things you can do is match their body language. However they are standing or sitting is how they are comfortable in that moment. And you can recognize when they warm up to you because their body language changes. As they get more comfortable, their body language gets more comfortable. So be aware, first of all, of what their body language is telling you about how they feel right now in this moment. If, for example, if their feet are pointing towards the door, they would rather go towards the door than towards you. When their feet are pointed towards you, that's a good sign. That means that they are interested in you and what you have to say. So you'll know that you're making progress with someone if you start a conversation with them and their feet are pointed towards the door. And as you build a rapport with them, their feet turn towards you. That's one example. But stand how they're standing if they're standing with their left shoulder slunched and their right arm bent, do a similar thing. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. And you might feel weird doing exactly what they do. The thing is, they're not going to notice. If somebody across the room is watching, they might notice. But the funny thing is, you can mirror exactly what somebody is doing and they don't notice it. They don't notice that you're doing What they notice is that they feel more comfortable with you. The whole point of mirror match magnetism is you mirror back to them what they're doing. You match what they're doing. When you do that, you come into their space. They already have their guard up, right? You come in very casually, very non-threateningly doing the same things that they're doing. Obviously, the things that they're doing can't be threatening to them because they're doing them. If you do the same things that they are already doing, you'll slide right into their comfort zone and they'll be more willing to open up to you. It seems crazy, and the same thing works with their words. If you mirror back to them exactly their words, you would think it would feel obnoxious. You would think it would feel weird, but it actually is very comfortable, and what you're doing is you're giving back to them exactly what they give you, and that makes them open up more. I know that sounds weird, but let me tell you, my grandma is great at this. This is a skill that my mother, my grandmother is so wonderful at. For example, I'll tell her how my day was at work. Oh, I had a pretty long day at work. And she'll say, you had a really long day at work? Yeah, I did. Well, what happened? Oh, well, I had a patient who needed a lot of help. Oh, you had a patient who needed a lot of help. What did they need? And she carries on this way. I might say, oh, I went for a really nice drive. Oh, you went for a really nice drive. Where did you go? Everything that I say, grandma repeats. This is a skill that you can use. When you have a conversation with someone and they give you anything, they say anything, you can repeat back to them what they said and then do a follow-up question. So you're immediately mirroring back to them what they already have, what they're already comfortable with. So they accept it back. And then because that came in a comfortable manner, they accept what comes with it. It's really, really easy to have a long conversation with my grandma because she is so good at mirroring back exactly what you say. Now, you don't necessarily even have to use the same words. I encourage it. If you can do that, I recommend practicing conversations where you repeat back to the person exactly what they said and see what happens. Just try it. Just try it in your everyday average conversations with the people around you that you'd be talking to anyway. Just repeat back to them what they said and then ask for follow-up. You'll be surprised. But it's not only in the words, it's also in the voice tone, and it's even in the language. You want to meet someone on their level. Again, they're already going to have their guard up meeting a new person. You meet them on their level. It allows them to be comfortable. They're more likely to let you in. And that can mean using the verbiage that they are using. So generally, I have a decent vocabulary. I'm reasonably well-spoken. But if you watch me have an interaction with different groups of people, you're going to see me using different language, different voice tone, maybe, maybe even letting a hint of an accent into my voice. And that sounds silly. And you might have observed someone else when they're having a conversation with someone who has an accent that they pick up an accent. This is the chameleon code. This is when You just do exactly what they're doing. The funny thing is, if someone who's watching might notice that you started a little bit of an accent, however, the person you're speaking to will not notice that you're speaking with a slight accent. They will notice that they feel more comfortable with you. That's what mirror matching is about. And it's not about being fake, guys. It's not about being false. If you are listening to this or watching these videos with the intention of, all right, I'm going to use all Della's tricks and then I'm going to be an amazing salesman. I'm going to sell people all kinds of things and I'm going to make tons of money. You potentially could do that. However, if you do that with an intention of abusing, manipulating, or taking advantage of these people just because you have good skills, that's going to cost you in the long run. On the other hand, if you want to use these skills to help create connections so that you can help people You can get a long, long way with these things. So in speaking, you want to repeat back to them their own words as much as you can. Use their voice tone. If they're speaking loud, get loud. If they're quiet, get quiet. This works really well when you're dealing with people who are angry. Let's say you have somebody come into your work and they're angry and they're upset and they're complaining. The Automatic reaction is to kind of kowtow and do whatever they want. That's not always what they want. What they often want is to be met and respected. Isn't that what we all want, is to be respected? And sometimes people don't feel respected by being pandered to. They feel respected when they're met at that level. So if you have someone who is standing up straight and their chest is out and their face is kind of scrunched up in anger And you can hear their voice low and deep with the anger in it. What you do is you meet them. You might want to turn your body slightly to the side so that it's less aggressive. That way, if you come up to them with the same chest out directly at them, that can be a little bit threatening. If you come at them with your body turned slightly to the side, you can match them with their voice and body tone and yet come across less threatening by being angled slightly to the side. But when you meet them with the right body tone and voice tone, not necessarily yelling at them, that's not going to help you. But if you can speak loudly with much of the same voice tone that they are using and say, I understand, you are mad. You're going to be surprised at how well they respond to you. And what I'm when I say the... Chameleon pull, what I mean is mirror, match, magnetism accomplishes this. You start by mirroring their body language. You continue to mirror their voice tone. As you do this, you mirror them, you match them. When you match them, you create a level of trust. When you create that level of trust, you then can pull them with you in your energy level. Let me explain. All the things matching the voice tone, matching the body language are all great. And in doing those, what you're essentially doing is matching your energy. And when you match your energy, that's when magic happens. As a hypnotist, this is very important for me because I hypnotize people after having met them for an hour or two. And the deep level of hypnosis that we do with quantum healing hypnosis technique requires really deep hypnosis. And one thing that's really critical is a person cannot go into that level of deep hypnosis if they do not trust, absolutely trust, the practitioner. So when I have people come to me that want to be hypnotized, my job, the hardest part for me isn't hypnotizing them. That part's easy. The hardest part for me is to mirror match and match their energy level and create the trust level so that they are willing to come with me on this hypnosis journey that I'm about to take them on. And matching energy is critical. When you're matching voice and body, all you're really doing is matching their energy. And when you learn to match energy, then you learn the other ways to do it. I want you to practice this by practicing all the things I've talked about, And as you do it, be aware of the energy that you feel interacting with another person. You'll feel the energy change. Just as I said, you'll see their body language relax. You'll see their feet point from away to you, turning towards you. You'll also recognize the energy changing and you'll know what I mean when you feel it. In fact, you can probably think about somebody that you were talking to and there was a moment when you said the right thing without even meaning to and created a connection And all of a sudden you had a new friend. That's how this works. So you meet a person, you come into a room where they are. The first thing that you're going to do is recognize where their energy is at. And what does that mean? That means you're going to look at a lot of things. You're going to look at how loud they're talking. You're going to look at, are they sitting with strength? Are they sitting looking defeated? Are they looking happy? What is their energy? And you can see that you can hear that by looking at them and listening to them, but you can also feel it. And the more you pay attention to it, the more you become aware of it. The more you become aware of it, the more you can track it, the more you can handle it and manage it and use it on your own. And this is a thing. One way that I love to match energy in addition to matching voice and body is to sit with my person while I'm having conversation with them, stand with them, whatever. And I imagine the energy going between them and me. And I'll feel almost like a circle of energy that stays in fluid motion that passes through them and comes and passes through me and then passes through them and then passes through me. And I'm aware of this energy and how it's flowing between us. And then I be aware, I continue to be aware of how our conversation is affecting the energy, how our body language is affecting the energy. One thing that I cannot stress enough is intuition. Your intuition is key in these moments. What I'm giving you is the basic foundational steps for you to build on because this isn't something that I learned overnight. These are things that you can start using overnight. Absolutely but you're not gonna become a master with these things overnight. It takes practice. And watch as you're practicing, as you're talking, feel how the energy changes throughout a conversation. You definitely notice sometimes when you say something that you maybe shouldn't have, and all of a sudden that person kinda recoils and pulls back from you, you can feel that change in that energy. And then your job is to bring it back, right? And sometimes that's very hard to do. But if you're feeling that energy beforehand, It might help you not say the stupid thing that's going to cause them to pull back. So as I feel that energy going, I'm very aware of my client and where their energy is at and where I want it to be. So I mirror match them and that allows me to kind of get my hands on their energy. By mirror matching my client, I take on their energy. I match their energy. And now that that's where we both are, I can lift them up. And there's many ways to do it. One of my favorite ways is with the ring of energy flowing through them and through me. And I almost imagine a bead passing around that ring of energy. And every time that bead goes through them, it pulls something out that I don't necessarily want to be there. Maybe some tension, maybe some stress. And then when it comes through me, it picks up something that I want to share with them. Maybe some enthusiasm, maybe some positivity. And I will mentally do this and mentally focus on this energy that is cycling between me and my client. And I observe as that energy changes. And I can, bit by bit and piece by piece, help them create the mood that I want them to have, being more at peace, being more relaxed, being happier, being more in love with themselves. These are all gifts that I can give them purely energetically through a conversation without saying a single word. Purely by being aware of their energy and sending to them the energy levels and points that I would like for them to have. And guys, in a way, this is manipulative. It absolutely is. Because I can sit down with someone who's stressed out and tense and within 1 to 15 minutes... They are much more relaxed, much more at peace, hopefully even laughing and playing with me. Again, it doesn't work all the time. And to tell you the truth, I'm not as good at this over the phone as I am in person. Being person to person makes a difference and is very helpful. But it is possible over the phone and it is even possible over the radio, over the internet, over a live camera feed. It can be more difficult to do it when you cannot see the people who are listening to you. However, in a room full of people that you might be speaking to, these things work the same. In fact, one of my favorite teachers, Vishen Lakhiani, talks about how anytime he goes on stage, prior to going on stage, he does a a mini meditation. He doesn't use that word, but he takes a moment to focus himself, and he focuses his energy, and he connects deeply with every single person in the audience. And simply by setting that intention before coming out onto the stage, it allows him to create a deep connection with each individual person who's sitting there listening to him. And I myself have experienced this because the very first time I watched Vishen Lakhiani give a talk, I felt that same magnetism. I felt same that same attraction. And I wanted to know more about what that guy had to say. Because he was using energy to connect. Another way that I like to meet people on their level. This is really important when you're working with a wide variety of people. If you all the time interact with people who are exactly like you, then you have a very limited life, actually. I encourage you to interact with people as different from you as possible. But when you're meeting someone who's different from you, you still need to find a common ground. You still need to find some type of connection that you can start with. And it might be looking at their face and recognizing their facial features, some of their wrinkles and what their personality is. And like we talked about last week, to be able to get a hook, something that you can build on. That connection to build on. Another thing that you can do is figure out through conversation something about them, their beliefs. In my field, again, working as a hospice nurse, people's personal beliefs are very personal to them and very important. And when you can get someone to talk about something that is important to them, that's a big deal. And one mistake that we make, we get somebody we can actually get somebody, we ask the right question, we say the right thing, and we get them to start to open up to us. The mistake that we tend to make is stomp on that by telling them all about us instead. And sometimes the way to get somebody to open up is to start by telling them about you, and then it allows them to open up and share. What you don't want to do is stomp on their share by sharing over it. So be aware of that when they do start to open up, when you do gain that trust, they're going to start to open up to you. Don't stomp on it. Don't take it over. Just listen. Be there to listen to them. Be there to support them and be there to help them through it if that's what you're there for. Also, don't pull up. That's that's a warning too, a little bit. When you're building deep, creation, deep connections with people, they're sometimes going to open up perhaps more than you meant and invite you into a part of their life that you aren't really wanting to go. So you have to have some boundaries and you have to be able to put the brakes on when somebody goes, When somebody goes, oh, you're going to listen to me? Let me tell you everything. You have to be able to kind of have a balance and push back on that or create a boundary for that. And in that case, one thing you can do is stomp on it by sharing about yourself. But listening to them share and the more you listen with your clear eye contact with your body language pointed at them, with your body language open to them and your feet pointed towards them, they're going to be more open. Meet them on their level with their beliefs. If somebody shares a belief that you disagree with, one, either don't tell them that you disagree with them. You don't have to disagree with everything that you disagree with openly. You don't have to tell them that you disagree with them. You can ask them more about it. Doing this is one of the greatest ways to create a connection, talking about people's deepest beliefs. I have enough understanding of general religions, of several religions, and what they generally believe that when I'm dealing with my clients who are my patients who are perhaps dying or their family members have a dying family member, and need some love and care and support. It's really important in those cases to be aware of what their belief system is so that I can deal with talking about death, talking about planning for death, talking about after death with the belief system that they use. And guys, I've talked to you a little bit about death and what I have come to understand and believe that death is. And when my patients are ready for that, I share that with them. But I don't start there. I start with where they are because where they are, what their beliefs are, that's where the door opens. And by respecting their belief and what's important to them, that's where they're willing to crack that door. Ultimately, it comes down to respect. You're not just mirror matching voice tone, body tone, energy. You're mirror matching and honoring who that person is. And when you do that, they must allow you to connect with them and invite you in. Guys, that's all the time I have for today. I love you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. And we'll be back next week with one more episode on creating deep connections. I love you so much. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourself.